Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Oh, praise God. Well, glory to God. Um, this is a Wisdom and Stuff podcast. Welcome back. And we are on the third episode or session of talking about vision and uh, and purpose and, and basically tapping into that on the inside of us. Uh, it doesn't matter how far away you think you are or, or maybe how, you know, you, maybe it's just something that's just totally absent from your mentality as far as if somebody says, hey, what's your vision? And you're like, uh, 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 hey, you know what? You're qualified, praise God. Um, you know, if if you're at that place of you're like, well, um, you know, I had a vision one time, but I just I I it's been too long. Yep, nope, you're qualified. Glory to God. You know, if if you if if you have that that place where it's like you know you're just confused or you've you've had things, you made mistakes in the past, you've done it wrong, and you think you're disqualified from it, or you just you just think that it's it's just. You know, whatever. Maybe it was. Maybe, maybe you missed God. Maybe maybe you just totally backslidden, were in sin for for however many years, and, and you just weren't following God. No, you're not. You're still qualified. Praise God. And so I just want us, no matter where we are with this, if we feel separated from vision or passion, and we're not used to allowing vision and passion to operate in us, or we just have a desire for it, but we don't know how to activate it. That's man. Well, that's what we're doing. We're doing that right now. And so I want to get back into this, and we were talking about Moses and how Moses. He was 80 years old before he actually began walking in 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 the God, the thing God called for him God called called him to do and uh, and so you know age doesn't matter time doesn't God doesn't even care he doesn't care how old you are he doesn't care about the time he can redeem that time he can literally redeem that time so quickly the moment that we step over into a place of faith and humility and say okay God it's you and not me he redeems that time. He said he would restore the years that the cankerworm has stolen. He would restore all these things that the locusts have eaten, and he would restore all of those things for us, so that we would be right where we would be, as if as if those those negative things never happened. Praise God! This is how big God is. So I don't. If there is any kind of little voice in the back of your mind saying, "Yeah, but you know what? All these years," or even that little voice of saying, "Oh man, if only I would have, if only I would have activated this five years ago, or if only I would have stepped out in this ten years ago, if only I would have not wasted so much." time. Nope, that's all the enemy. That's just, <laughs> you got to cut that off. Be like, no, God is God. He knew every mistake I would make. He knew everything I would do wrong. He didn't approve of it. He didn't want me to do it, but he knew it was going to happen anyway, and he's more than enough. Praise God. He is bigger. Where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Praise God. So it doesn't matter how many mistakes I've made. God saw all the mistakes I would ever make, and he called me anyway. He called you. He put a vision on the inside of you. He put a dream on the inside of you. He put passion on the inside of you, and I don't care if you say, well, yeah, but I'm, I'm, you know, a hundred years old, praise God. You're, if you're on the earth, it only takes one breath and one word out of your mouth to actually ignite heaven into the earth. That's all it takes. It doesn't take years. It doesn't take months. It doesn't even take days. It takes a breath. It takes a moment. That's all it takes for heaven to invade the earth through you. Praise God. So we just need to activate this and, and, and realize that, that there's things, you know, that, that, Try to come up and try to squash the dream and try to squash the vision because the last thing the enemy wants is for you or I to walk in the purpose and the vision that God has for you. God God wants you to walk in it more than you want to walk in it. But we have to, well, number one, we have to get the right perspective of it. I know sometimes 
because of our experiences, we can feel like that vision or that purpose or, or, or just understanding our gifts and callings of God can seem so almost like, uh, uh, like, like they're they're so elusive, you know, like, you know, I, one time I was, I was talking to somebody, I was saying, you know, some people treat finding the call of God, like chasing a rabbit, you know, like you, you, you it stops over here. So you run over there and then it jumps over here. You run over there. And it's just like here and here and here. It's like chasing a rabbit around. It's so frustrating. That's not how God actually intended the call of God to work. That's how people view it sometimes. But you understand it's called a call because it's calling to you. It's literally inviting you. It's not moving. It's not actually running away from you. It's not eluding us. It's literally a call because it's calling to us. It's inviting us to it. It's literally, a, it's, it, is, it is, even though it's fluid, it's in a, it is in the eternal realm of, of a stationary fixed place within our heart. It is there the whole time. It doesn't ever go away. That's why it says the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. God literally said, don't think that the gifts and callings are going to just like fly away and, and go here and go there just because you do stupid things. That gift and the calling of God are without repentance. It says, even when we're unfaithful, God still remains faithful because he can't deny himself. He made a covenant with us to, to free us from the limitation of our own mistakes. Praise God. Now, with that, though, when we're talking about visions and dreams, we're talking about, I'm talking about, you know, finding purpose and vision in your life that you literally, you can wake up feeling destiny, feeling like, hey, I know what I'm supposed to do on this earth. This is what I'm supposed to do. Now, Moses was 80 years old. And, and, you know, even though he had probably fleeting thoughts toward that, or he had things come 80 years old, he hadn't done any of it yet. He, he, you know, and I'm not saying God didn't use what he'd, he'd walked through, but still he hadn't actually stepped into it yet. And so, uh, it's time, it's time to do this. Now, what I love about Moses over here in, in Exodus chapter three, uh, it says here, um, verse one says, "Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro his father-in-law, the, the priest of Midian, and he fled, and he, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert, and he came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord, verse two, appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt." And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses, and he said, here am I. Now, this is the infamous burning bush experience, right? Now, what I love about this is this gives us some great keys. And you can read the rest of this text. I encourage you to go back and read the rest of the of, of this account here. When, when Moses receives his, his calling, he receives the revelation of what he is destined to do. He, he receives revelation of why he was put on the earth. And it's obviously one of the greatest things that anybody could ever be called to do. And here Moses, he's 80 years old, and he's still still doesn't have a clue that morning. He doesn't have a clue that morning. If somebody would have asked him that morning, what are you supposed to do in life? He would have said, well, man, I'm having a good time just watching these sheep, being married, having a family, and just I'm hunkered down. I'm, I'm in the hunkered down lifestyle. I am as hunkered as hunkered could be. I am here. I have, I have uh, fixed my, my, my position, and I am good. And he would have been wrong because he was not called to do any of that. He was called to actually lead the people of Israel out of Egypt and to actually get them to the promised land, okay? Now, uh, one, of the, one of the greatest leaders of all time is Moses, and yet he hadn't even entered into leadership until he was 80 years old. And so, 
And he resisted it. If you go back, you, you look at the text, you find out he argued with God. He was like, nope, that's not me. You, you got the God, you're talking to the wrong guy. You got the wrong bush, the wrong guy. I don't know what you're talking about here. And uh, But anyway, that that's just because he had experienced so much in his life that told him he wasn't qualified. And that can that can happen to all of us, right? I, I, I'd, I'd venture to guess that all of us have things in our heart that we currently um, don't believe we're qualified to do, but God keeps bringing them up because those are the very things we're called to walk into and greater than those things. Now, um, what, one thing that is a, that is a massive uh, key to what Moses did in making tra- the transition from knowing, not knowing your calling to knowing your calling, not knowing your 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 destiny to knowing your destiny is, is found right here in Exodus chapter 3. See, details matter. God didn't have to put all this in here, right? God could have literally just wrote down, and one day God called Moses, and Moses responded. He could have done that, but we see details. And what I love about the Word of God is the details, because those details didn't have to be put in there. Those details, we don't see details about a lot of things, right? There's some very cool things that happen that we never see one detail for. You know, we really don't know a whole lot about Moses' life before he was 80 years old. We know very little, just a little bit here and there. We really, we don't even know. We do, there's a 40-year period of time where he's in the backside of the desert. We don't have like one detail for, okay? We don't have details of, of you know, very. we have very little details of Jesus' life before he was 30 years old. We have it when he was a baby, he's like two years old, and then he's 12. And that's about it. I, I think that'd be pretty cool to find out how Jesus spent his childhood. But God didn't seem to care that much. He didn't put it in the book. But so that, that means that all these things that are not in the book, that gives more importance to the things that are in the book, okay? And so when I see details like what happened here, uh, I, I pay attention. And I pay attention to, when, especially when I see a shift, when I see a shift of, of a people group or a family or a person making a, a giant shift from one place in life to another place in life, I want to see the transition between that. And, I, and if there's details involved, man, I want to glean from those details. So I just a note, when you read the Word, look at the details, especially when there's shifts. When there's shifts, the, the details carry spiritual truth in them. And so here in Moses' situation, one of the great details here is it says that Moses is 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 he's going down the path. I'm sure he'd been down it a hundred times before, and he's going down this path. He's leading the flock, and it says he sees the burning bush, but it says that he says, I have to turn aside to go see it. So it wasn't right in the path. It was literally not right in front of him. It was off the side somewhere. It was somewhere, you know, just off the side. We know it was a supernatural burning bush. We know that. Uh, so why, what I love is I ask questions of the text. I ask questions of like, okay, so God, who is God, why couldn't he just put it right in the middle of the path? He could have. So why didn't he? So there's value in how God does everything. And so when I look at how God does some, does something, I want to pay attention to the details, and I ask the Lord, okay, Father, why was this the highest way? I know it was the highest way. I'm not, I'm coming in with humility. I'm not arguing with that, whether or not, I'm not asking God to prove to me that it was the highest way. See, that's pride. Humility says, Father, I know that you are right, and all that you do are, is right. So why was this the highest way available right here? And he'll give you all kinds of, he'll tell you the reasons, and the reasons, they'll vary all over the place for different situations. But it's important for us to ask that question. So I look at this this situation, I see Moses, I see him, and I see this burning bush that he has to turn aside to go see. 
And so here he is. He has to go. He has to turn aside and go see this burning bush. And uh, and uh, and then it says, I love what notice what it says over here. Uh, see, let me turn back over. This is uh, it says, I will now turn aside and see this great sight. Why the bush is not burned. Verse four. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush. So notice that God's waiting for Moses response. God is waiting, and it says, when God saw that Moses turned aside to see, you know, God knew the whole time. It wasn't like God was, you know, not like heaven was up there making bets on whether or not he was going to turn aside or not turn aside. God's omniscient. He knows, right? This was not for God's benefit. This was for Moses' benefit, okay? That's something we have to get a hold of here, is when God does things, he already knows the outcome of it. So if there is a certain specific um, process or steps that we see taken in the word, we need to realize this was not for God's benefit. This was for man's benefit. This was for the partaker on this for the, for the person involved. This was, this was their benefit, not, not God's. Okay. God was like, he wasn't ever going, Oh, I wonder if Moses is going to turn aside today. No, God knows, right? He knows. So, so we have to realize that that God knew Moses' heart already, but he was trying to get something out of Moses. He was trying to get something out of him so that Moses could recognize something. Now, um, so here Moses turns aside and says, when God saw that he turns aside, the moment that, so there was something that happened when Moses turned aside that allowed for him to hear the voice of God. If God, if Moses hadn't turned aside, God's will would have been the same. God's call on him would have been the same. God's God's purpose of him would have been the same. But God, but Moses would not have heard the voice of God. When he turned aside, God spoke because that's when Moses was at a place where he could hear. If God, if you feel like God's not speaking, it's because we're not a place where we can hear. Okay, it's never on God's end. God's God is only good, only does good and perfect things. And so he's always pouring out, you know, new mercies every day. He's always pouring things out to us. Uh, but if 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 we feel like we're separated, it's because our position has to change. So when Moses' position changed, he actually activated his ability to hear God's voice. Okay? And and if we want to hear God's voice better, we simply have to change a position. That's what we have to do. Now what I love about this is that Moses, he there was a burning bush going on here, and Moses, he had no idea what this burning bush was about. He didn't know. He didn't know what it what it was, you know, what it signified. He didn't know what was about to happen. It was just it was it was what I call a curiosity, right? He was curious. And he's like, huh, what is up with that? <laughs> now he's watching the sheep. He's doing his daily duty. He's doing what has been required of him. He's been doing it for 40 years. And so he's in his daily requirement, right? And this is what I'm saying is like vision and passion and, and even our the definition of our call will be reduced the more we get into a daily requirement pattern. Okay, it doesn't mean we still don't have things to do every day, but when those things begin to dominate our thought life, that's when vision and passion, the atmosphere for vision and passion, the atmosphere for, for destiny, the atmosphere for, for what we're called to do begins to, to get quieter and quieter because the, the requirements of life become louder and louder. And so so dreaming and vision and passion and love, all these things that God pours out uh, don't, don't find a voice in the environment of obligation and requirement. Now, now, so Moses had to make a choice here. He's with the sheep. He's with his daily obligation. He's, he's, with, he's on the path he's been on. He's on a path he's taken a hundred times. He's with the sheep that he's been with every day. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing every day, what he's been told to do and what he's been allotted to do, and he's content to do it. Um, he's there. Now he has to make a decision. Is this burning bush that is curious to him, 
does it demand attention more than his requirement, more than his daily obligation? Because when the, the, when the curiosity demands more attention than your obligation, that's when our hearts are turning in position that we can hear the voice of God in a different way. Okay, And so curiosity is something that God has given mankind to ignite the dream, to ignite the vision, to ignite, because curiosity says, I'm seeing something I can't understand right now. I'm seeing something that doesn't quite make sense to me, and it demands me leaving the comfort of what I do understand to engage with something I don't understand, and it requires my mind to invest a different way. That's when he can speak to us about our call. That's when he, that's the environment. That's that's the target-rich environment for, for, for dreams and vision and calling, is when we begin to give ourselves to curiosity is when this is what this is all it took one step of Moses into curiosity launched him into his destiny right but he had to leave the 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 daily the daily routine he was in he had to leave that to actually investigate something and to invest his heart and his mind into something that he couldn't currently uh explain and so that there, there's a level of humility when we when that that is activated when we actually go after something curious and so Curiosity is such a big deal. Are are we are, you know are we are we uh, you know just getting into new things, new thoughts? You know, there's there's something we know even neurologically speaking, or or if you want to go into just the way the the brain works, the way the mind works, we know that a healthy mind is constantly learning. A healthy mind is constantly engaging with new information and new things that it didn't know before it, the, the 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 brain that i'm talking about just the physical brain on the inside of your of your noggin is designed to constantly grow it's designed to constantly to fire new neurons and all these other things it's designed that way on the physical level how much more in our is our heart designed for that how much more is our heart designed to actually reach into things that we don't know about. You know, this is why we dream about things that just are bizarre, and yet we accept them as reality in the dream realm, because our, our hearts and our minds are designed for this. And so one of the biggest keys, I just want to encourage you right now, if you if you just don't know, um, you know, what you're, what you're, you know what you're destined to do if you don't know if if you don't feel like you're hearing from God if you don't feel like you actually have a destiny and or it's been convoluted or confused or maybe it's just been you know like I said in your own mind disqualified for get back into a place of curiosity just find something that you're curious about there's something in your heart there's something in your heart there's something in the word that you're curious about there's something in the word begin to study it begin to go into it begin to you know just ask questions of the Lord or you know if you need to get a you know I, whatever whatever steps you need to take to activate curiosity man you know if you're curious about end time stuff then then just read the book of revelation and ask god one of the one of the traps that that the human mind can get into is that we rely on others to tell us what only god can tell us you understand that, that that other people, I mean, even myself, like, you know, I, I can't give you your destiny and your calling. I can't anoint you for what you're anointed to be, what you're, what you're anointed to do. Only God can do that. And so I cannot just, just speak into you and say, oh, thus, thus saith the Lord, here it is, blah, 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 blah. And now... I can prophesy over you. I can lay hands on you. I can impart spiritual truth to you. I can, I can, I can, you know, just do all kinds of stuff. I can impart a lot of spiritual gifts. Okay, but none of that will activate the destiny in you except for the voice of God Himself. And so, 
So one of the traps we get into is if, if we're curious about something, we go to man instead of God. Now, there's a lot of great resources that, that, that you can read after. You can read a lot of good books. You can read commentaries. You can read, you know, even the, 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 he, the Greek and the Hebrew and all kinds of stuff. And you can get a lot of good information from other people. And that, inf- that information may be accurate, may be totally accurate. But that information should have come by their revelation with God. And what it's designed to do is not to be repeated by you. It's not to be repeated by me. That information is designed to actually trigger more curiosity in me, so I go to God. It should actually trigger so many more questions so that I am forced to go to God for the answers that he has for me. And so he he wants you and me to, to literally steward in the earth what I has not seen nor ear heard. That means I better ask some questions I've never asked before. It means I need to get off of the path of the routine thought processes and say, what can I engage with today? What can I take 10 minutes or 15 minutes and engage with today that I've never thought about before? What can I engage with today that is, maybe I can just meditate on heaven itself. Maybe I can just meditate on what does the blood of, of Christ really mean? What does it mean to carry the nature of God? I mean, take one verse that says that we are partakers of his divine nature. What does that mean? Allow my imagination to to engage with that. Get curious about it. This is the environment where I tell you, his destiny will get so on fire on the inside of you. This is where passion ignites. Okay, but but people nowadays, you know, we, we get trained into the the routine, the 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 you know the obligate obligatory lifestyle, or even just a pattern of even getting a pattern of God's presence, where we're used to singing three songs and having goosebumps and and having an emotional experience with God, but we're not actually entering into a communion with Him where we're curious about something. And so I just want I, we need to wrap this session up, but I just want to. Just encourage you right now. Just get curious about something. I don't care what. There's something in your heart right now. I guarantee you there's something that you're curious about, something that you've wanted to know about. And I'm not talking about even a question of like, oh, why did this happen or why did that happen? No, something that's happening in heaven right now, something that the Spirit of God is actually talking to you about, not something that's happening on the earth, something that's happening with between you and God. When you actually begin to to investigate and and investigate the curiosities between you and God and get settled on the inside of you, what God is talking to you about, then honestly, the things on this earth, number one, will either be so temporal you won't even care about them, or God will show you what value there is in, in what's happening eternally on the earth, okay? And uh, But anyway, but, uh, let's just go ahead and pray, wrap it up. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for this. We thank you for your word. We thank you that we are not disqualified. We thank you that we carry the vision and the life and the power of God. We are, we are people of purpose. We are people of passion. And we thank you, Lord God, that you can just instill that on the inside of us. And we will Father, I choose to engage with curiosity today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.